Last week, I started a new series on hearing the voice of God. And if you weren't here, I, uh, I shared, I have the sense that God is going to make me fall over a monitor right now. Uh, God's doing something. I love Doug. Doug. Is that a new song, Doug? God, what, God's hearing? The, the, no, it's okay. Because, well, you sang it today. I just like that. What does God want to say? Ezekiel, a hundred times God says this is what I want to say. I, I have the belief that God is speaking to us. He's speaking all the time. He really, really wants real live relationship, connection, interaction with his people. And sometimes we get busy, we get distracted, we get whatever, and we don't always connect. We don't hear what God wants to say. So I just felt like we would stir that pot a little bit. We would kind of, uh, you know, just sort of throw it out there and see what, what happens. But I, I really got the, the impression that God really has some things uh, for us in the days ahead, some special things. Uh, so that's why I decided to do this series. And I don't know how long it'll be. I, I've been, every time I begin preparing, it gets longer. So I always say this will be four weeks, it'll be six. So I, I don't know. We'll do it until we're done, right? Good. So I'm going to review a couple points from last week really quickly, and then we'll, we'll move on. But hearing the voice of God is our serious. Oh, by the way, we had a cord problem. We had the last one. Remember, she was all yellow. She looked so sick and bad. I was, felt bad for her. She's looking much better now. We fixed her. So that's good. So it's all better. Uh, prophecy originates with God. You know, we, we talked about the, uh, the guards that were mocking Jesus, say, prophesy, prophesy, who hit you? And how <laughs> sometimes there's this sort of notion that God's on call. He speaks when we want. Well, we can ask God to speak, and I think he's gracious to do that very often, and he does want to speak. But prophecy originates with him, Peter tells us in, in 2 Peter 2. It's, it's, it's the inspiration comes from God. It doesn't originate with us. Again, I think our role as in so much of our relationship with God is really to make ourselves available, to be ready to listen and to hear and, and to give God an opportunity. But it, it begins with him. Second thing I said last week is to be in the spirit doesn't mean you have to be weird. And, you know, I, I, my point was simply that, uh, and, and I, I'm going to say this, you know, you, you speak in a normal voice. It doesn't have to be thus saith the Lord. You don't got to get all, all big and base and any of that by and large i would give you guys like a like a a plus i mean for the most part in our congregation uh almost every week we have an opportunity at the end of worship for people to to share and you guys do a great job i don't hear a lot of that to be honest you're, you're really good you say hey here's what god's saying here's what i felt like i you know and, th and that's really good we do that with humility that's really the key is we sub we submit to god and we submit what he's what we think he's saying to us, to others, and we do that with, with humility. And, and uh, again, I, I really do think you guys do a, a great job with that, by and large. Next thing is we talked about the, the difference between foretelling and forthtelling. And I think sometimes in our minds, or in, in you know, some folks' minds, when you hear the word prophecy, we automatically think of uh, something that is futuristic, and, and again, there is an element of, of that in biblical prophecy. Obviously, there are prophecies in the Bible that dealt with future events, but for the most part, I would say this, and again, these are generalizations, not concrete rules. For the most part, I think that's kind of a pagan approach. You think of uh, Nostradamus and you know, other sort of prophetic people, those prophecies, uh, the Mayan calendar, oops, um, uh, 
are all futuristic. Generally, I believe this, that rather than foretelling the future, prophecy is foretelling the heart of God. It's God speaking what he is doing or wants to do now. Very often, it's reminders of truth. I, again, I, I think uh, Doug seems to, I think he's tuning in on my messages when he's preparing his songs because uh, what, the other song he sang this morning, you know, God is with us, thinking about us. He's close to us all the time. And very often what he wants to share with us is really, you know, what's happening. Reminder that, hey, I do love you. I care about you. I'm with you. I'm for you. Uh, things that we know, we read, we hear, but then we, when, you know, something bad happens, oh, no, God doesn't love me anymore. And he does. And so very often it's it's God is is just, you know, gives a word to somebody that's an encouragement, that's, that's a, a, a way to, to really strengthen, and as Peter says, uh, encourage and comfort the body of Christ. Strengthening, encouraging, and comforting are the purposes of prophecy, um, but, but that includes, again, reminders of truth, it includes wisdom, direction, and, and it can include confronting sin. Uh, sometimes there's sin in our hearts, sin in our lives, and, and we sometimes need a little help addressing that. And, and God will do that, and that's, that's not bad. You know, God's not angry or upset. He wants the best for us, and so sometimes that's part of that process as well. And the last thing we said last week was, who can do this? All my people. At, at Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and, and uh, Peter read from Joel and applied the Old Testament prophecy of Joel to that event and said, this is that. This is what God meant when he said, I'm going to pour my Spirit out on all my people, young and old, men and women, uh, Jew and Gentile, uh, you, you, we all can speak. And, and, and again, I, I really want to encourage you guys that gifts of the Spirit are for everyone. And we all have gifts to give and, 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 can part, and we all can hear from God. Today I want to talk a little bit about how we process prophecy. There's a saying, I don't know if you guys have ever heard this, I've heard this. Uh, sometimes uh, of Christians, they, you know, it said, you know, you get saved and then they check their brain at the door. Anybody ever hear that? What that means, it's harsh. It really does. It sounds very harsh when you hear that. I'm, I, I personally, I've heard people say that I take offense to it. <laughs> because what it means, though, is that sometimes as Christians, we have a tendency to act like sheep in, in maybe not a positive way, and we just sort of go along with the crowd and just sort of believe or say or do whatever everybody's doing or whatever we're told. And we really don't think about it uh, or evaluate it very much. <clears throat> and I have to say that as harsh as that is and as much as I don't like it, I, I, I know how stereotypes work. There's always a grain of truth in them. And I think sometimes... We, we do that. And I would say this, that's not really, in my mind, a biblical approach to Christian life. I, I think the Bible encourages us throughout to, to study, to think, to evaluate, to listen, to pay attention, to meditate, to grow. Um, and prophecy is really no different <clears throat> than any other aspect of our Christian life. There are two passages, which we'll look at in a minute, <clears throat> that, uh, two, two New Testament passages that encourage us to weigh or test prophecy. 
And I, I think those are important reminders for us in the process of learning to hear from God and then communicate to others what it is God's saying and also take what we hear and, and integrate it into the, the, the fabric of our lives. So let's, let's pray and then we'll take a look at the text and talk a little bit about how we process prophecy. Thanks, Lord, again, um, that you are a God who speaks, that you're a God who longs ever so deeply for relationship with your people, who, who wants to connect with us more than we know. And I pray that both today and in the days ahead and the weeks ahead, that that would happen, that we would, each of us, connect uh, on a deeper level than maybe we have before, that some of us who have uh, maybe been distracted or busy would reconnect and that uh, we all would deepen our ability to listen and to hear from you. In your name we pray. Amen. I want to begin today in 1 Thessalonians 5. I'm going to give you a little context before I read the, the, the passage itself. I, I'm actually going to read a chunk of scripture that surrounds the verses that I want to look at today. Uh, if, for the sake of context, this comes at the end of Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, and it's sort of his final instructions. He goes over some stuff with them, and then in this last part sort of says, hey, you know, here's a reminder, don't forget to do these things, and, and it very much falls to me under the category of kind of pastoral counsel. So, so it's sort of some guidelines for walking out your faith. So with that in mind, let's read it, and then we'll focus in on the, the passage in specific dealing with prophecy. But Paul says this, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. All right. That, there's a lot there. I mean, we could take a couple months and just tear that apart. Um, but my point in reading it is this, that, it, that, that two things. One, it, it really is directions for life. It really is sort of some of the foundational things in terms of how do we live? How do we live Christians? And, and then the, the, sort of the, the underlying point is, is this, that in the midst of that section are these verses on how to deal with prophecy. It's very clear to me that in Paul's mind, prophecy is normal. It's a normal part of Christian life. In the same way that we should be thankful 
give praise, have joy, be patient, all these other things, prophecy falls in that same boat. It's, it's part of the normal process. It shouldn't be a weird thing, an unusual thing, a, a, a rare thing or anything. It's just part of Christian life. In regards to prophecy, he says, don't quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. He presents here really kind of a balancing act. And there's a tension. And, and, and here's my sort of philosophy on Christian life. I, I believe there's tension in a lot of walking with God. I think it's intentional tension. I think God causes us to be in tension so that we don't fall into sort of a rote, mundane kind of experience, but in fact are, are required to continually press into Him, continually seek Him, continually look to God for, for how we deal uh,